We have a signal now for when I'm needed. But when that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning to them. Fear is a tool. They think I'm hiding in the shadows. Live from the underground radio airwaves of Gotham City, it's another episode of the Batship Podcast. This episode's going to be a little bit different, seeing as the world of Batman and everything that entails him was shaken up recently by the passing of longtime voice actor Kevin Conroy, who passed away on November 10th, 2022, at the age of 66. We kind of didn't know how to tackle this episode at first. Do you have any quick thoughts? No, I um, we knew we wanted to do this episode the day it happened, but I think we both needed like a minute to sit with it because it is kind of like it's personal for both of us. We both cared about him a lot and um, and his work and we needed some time to sit on it before we talked about his career and why we looked up to him so much. So I'm glad that we're doing it now and I'm glad that we took a minute to ourselves before recording And I think it would have just been odd for us to record any other episode before we address this first. So I'm glad we're doing it. Yeah, this is going to be like a little memorial episode. Originally, this was supposed to be our Gotham Knights episode, but that felt a little icky considering that the main plot plot point, (laughs) that the plot point of that game is like the death of Batman. Yeah, it just didn't feel very respectful. And we wanted to make sure we did this before going back to any fun Batman news. And this is fun. This is going to be like us showing why we loved him. And I think that's a really good thing to highlight when someone you care about and respect passes. So, yeah, I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah. For those that don't know, Kevin Conroy is, I mean, I would hope that if you're listening to this podcast, you would know who Kevin Conroy is. Uh, Kevin Conroy is the longtime voice actor, Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Um, he is probably most known for voicing him in the animated series that started all the way back in 1992 and continued mm-hmm. to voice the character all the way up until this year with the release of the new Multiverses game where he's still voicing Batman. Um, it seemed to come out of nowhere uh, that he passed, but he had been apparently battling a terminal illness for quite some time. Yeah, and it's it's been so sad to see um, people like Mark Hamill and Tara Strong, who are part of the Batman universe, um, really mourning the loss of their friend. I mean, they've worked together, the three of them, for such a long time, but especially Mark and um, Kevin have worked together since the animated, uh, sorry, for a very long time. So it's just, uh, it's been sad to see them. Yes, you were right. Since the animated series. Since the animated series. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. (laughs) They had that they had that yin yang relationship of like Batman and the Joker, where it was like, if Mark Hamill's voicing the Joker, I fully expect Kevin Conroy to be voicing the Batman that's going up against him. (laughs) Yeah. So we're just going to take time today to discuss two of our favorite Kevin Conroy performances. We each thought one over and we each made a decision, Mm -hmm. uh, like something that we'd like to highlight in his career. Um, Madison, you want to go first of what your pick is? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I talk basically every week about how the animated series was very formative for me, but I couldn't pick a favorite performance of his in the show. So I actually picked Arkham Asylum and Arkham City and Arkham Knight, but specifically, I want to focus on Arkham Asylum. I loved that game so much when it came out and I was pretty young 
Uh, it's another thing my brother bought for me to get me into Batman video games at the time. But I, I feel like I spent every single day after school playing it. I actually used to get super motion sick and throw up every time I played it. <laughs> But I still kept playing it every day. I was just like, oh, I just have to deal with it because I love it so much. And that went into Arkham City. I was so excited when that came out. But I just felt like his performance as Batman in those games, like that is like that's peak voice acting to me. I feel like all the performances in those games were phenomenal. But he just does such a good job at transforming even his Batman. It feels so different from... The other iterations of Batman that he's had in the past. And I think that he was just such a powerhouse in that game. And it made something that I love even more special just by how how much care he puts into his craft. And um, there's so much that goes into the games, obviously, from development and creation. It's a little bit different than like acting on a screen. And even voice acting, it's a little different with the dialogue and things like that. But I just feel like he was such a master at the character, but he was also able to evolve it in a way that I think some voice actors can't always do. Like he he was able to put changes in it. Um, and I don't know, I just think it was it really showcased his talents. And it's a game that means a lot to me personally. So that was my favorite. That that game has a lot of like crossover with the voice acting from the animated series. Like it does, you got, it does. You got Kevin Conroy, you got Mark Hamill, you got Arlene Sorkin, who's like the mm-hmm. original voice of Harley Quinn. It was really like made at like this time where like Batman video games. Like okay, this is up for debate now, but it was made in an era when like Batman video games were like not very good. And yeah, yeah, I just feel like. I feel like those games were able to cultivate a whole new um, group in the fandom. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people, I mean, obviously they'd be in the same age range of people that uh, were introduced from like Batman Begins, Mm -hmm. but the fandom that came out of those games, especially, oh my God, I remember when Arkham City dropped and the the soundtrack got all the emo kids to play the Batman games and that oh, brought yeah. like a new because the soundtrack had a bunch of like it has those really Panic big at the emo disco. bands yeah and like a bunch of other bands um and I I bought it the day it came out I bought that soundtrack but all the emo kids I knew were like oh I'm gonna play the Batman game now like I, I just feel like it brought in the way that they created the culture around those games was a shift from just comic book fans or comic book movie fans. And I don't know, it was like the perfect time to be a preteen playing these games. I don't know. It just felt very um, perfect for me as a kid. And uh, I just I feel like that's one of the things he's done that has made the most impact on me besides the entire animated series, obviously. But yeah, Mm -hmm. that game exists in this like very unique position in like Batman adaptations where that that game and that series in particular attempted to be the definitive adaptation. Yeah. Especially being influenced by the work of Neil Adams, rest in peace, um, Frank Miller, and even Grant Morrison. So it's even more fitting that they got someone like Kevin Conroy to voice Batman in that particular yeah. take on the character. I yeah. I find his vocal performance in that one um a lot more mature than the animated series. I agree, Not, yeah. Not just because, oh, it's a video game that's like darker than a cartoon, obviously, but 
I feel he had been voicing the character for so long. He had like, like you said, he evolved it to like this higher like plane of prestige. Like, yes, yes. To the point that like the Arkham Batman is like the voice I hear when I'm reading the comics. No, you're exactly right. Like everything about like every vocal performance in that game, I feel like it's just burned into my brain because of the amount of hours I put in. Mm-hmm. But his especially like that is Batman to me and it is more mature and yeah not in like a darker because it's heavy and all that because we've seen a lot of dark Batman adaptations at this point um but I don't know there's something about how he played the character that is so different than how he had when we were like growing up on the animated series that I just feel like it shows how talented he is I just think it's fantastic Mm-hmm. Did you know he's like the first actor to like really like pitch the idea that, oh, Bruce Wayne and Batman have two different voices? Yes. Yes. And so, I love that. Which which is wild to me that nobody had like ever thought of that before. <laughs> it's like, of course, like Batman wouldn't use his like Bruce Wayne voice when he's in the suit. Yeah. But, it, yeah. but you see the Michael Keaton movie and he's got like the same voice throughout the entire time. Uh-huh. And then you see something like the animated series where like. His portrayal of Bruce Wayne is very like warm and inviting, kind of loose, like someone you can trust. And then his voice as Batman is very like empowering. Yeah. If that's the correct word to use for it. No, I completely agree. Do you have a favorite moment in Arkham Asylum at all? Oh, God, you can't do this to me. No, no, Um, I can. And I will. (laughs) If you got multiple, let's let's go over them. (laughs) I can't. It's been like a decade. Oh, um, that's why like, it's just like, no, the performance overall is so I just feel so put on the spot. One second. I have to think about that. <laughs> Let's go over <laughs> yours and then I'll get back to me. My favorite moment in Arkham Asylum is uh, <laughs> the intensive care unit, like the medical building. Damn you. OK, that was the only one I had. <laughs> Um, if, in my brain, if if I'm not mistaken, that's like the one with like the electrified floors, like correct. And then all the I Joker so, gas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really like because that's the one where he interacts with people the most because the Joker had taken hostages. So he's like yeah. going around saving the hostages. And then also like some of the hostages are prisoners. So he'll mm-hmm. save them and then he'll knock them out like right after he saves them. Like yeah. and the way he interacts with some of the hostages going like, stay here. It's very like, I got this. Listen, yeah. don't even worry about it. Where where we're going from here. No, and I really like, OK, this makes me sound so stupid. But that first like 15 minutes of mm-hmm. the game where he uh-huh. like goes to the Joker, Joker's all tied up. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're bringing him in like Hannibal Lecter. Yes, yes. I just think like their back and forth is just really good. And I don't know. You I love it. You, you also have that back and forth with uh, Commissioner Gordon in that scene as oh well. My God. Yes, yes, yes. That that game established like so much. Plus, it was cool to see um, Kevin Conroy just go up the entire like gambit of villains. Like, who, yeah. who do we have in that game? It's fucking everybody. Yeah, we got Bane, we got like Victor Saz, Killer Croc, the Killer Croc sequence in the sewers. Yes, yes. Also, Bane is terrifying in that game. Yeah, that that was interesting. <laughs> boy. Especially because like the previous Conroy adaptation, you had Bane and he was like, he was a big guy, but he was like the tactician and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But, like in Asylum, you have that scene where like 
Conroy's Batman like walks in and he's like chained up like a monster and he's like yes. Frankenstein beast. The game is very, very like gothic horror influenced. Yeah. Yeah. True to the name Arkham, it's got like a ton of influence from Lovecraftian nonsense. 100%. And then just like gothic designs. But yeah, that whole sequence with Croc in the sewer. I, I love that th- one too. I love that the theme of that game is just, oh, in the comics, not really in, in media, but in the comics, you have, you hear the reputation of Arkham Asylum of like, oh, it holds like the like the scariest monsters of Gotham City. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. literally that game is just Batman going after monster after monster after monster. Can you imagine going from seeing Killer Croc in that game to then watching Suicide Squad 2016? Yeah, that's like two very different like portrayals (laughs) of that character. It's so funny. Yeah, I just love the whole game. And every time I'm put on the spot for a favorite of anything, I have a really hard time with it. But I do love the opening scene. And then Arkham City, we get even more. We get fucking Two-Face. Oh, oh, oh. With the two guns, bitch. (laughs) I have that whole uh, fucking monologue memorized. The um, the how does it feel to stand on the very stones? Like that whole thing. It's so embarrassing. Um, Okay, that that game is great, too, because that's where Conroy really started to work with like other fantastic voice actors, like in the video games here, like uh, Troy Baker voicing Two-Face and uh, Tara Strong making her debut as Harley. Yes. Oh, my queen. Love there. of my life. And 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 what do you think of the evolution of the character that like Conroy brought to the table from going from Asylum to City? I think it's great. I think that um, every one of those games, the changes that Batman goes through make sense within the events of the game. And it's kind of like how in the Batman, like you see him be more hopeful at the end, but you only see that because of the events of the film. It's kind of like that in the game where as things get more fucked up, (laughs) Batman appropriately reacts to all of them and his dynamics with each of like even how he interacts with each of the villains like over time changes. And I think that that's just being good at your job as a voice actor is to be able to reflect that in your voice as well. And I think it's great. It's fantastic. It was great to like see this like form of established continuity because you mm-hmm. sort of had that in like the animated universe, but not really. Like yeah. most of them were standalone. Not as much, yeah. And then you have Arkham City, which is directly after the events of Arkham Asylum. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I've already interacted with these characters. We already have these pre-established relationships. Yeah. And yeah. it brings it more to life. You buy into the idea that he has these relationships with these people and Conroy flawlessly works with like every single voice actor in those in yeah. those games. And it's so funny seeing how much they really did love him in real life too. Everyone that worked with him mm-hmm. just adored him. You can tell how much the people that work with him really respect him and he has to show that respect back to them or they wouldn't love him so much. So it shows in their work. It shows how well they work together and mm-hmm. it's just great. Anyway, what is your favorite Kevin Conroy performance? Ooh, you know what? I had like thought a lot about this and for a while there it was like, I'm like, I can't pick a favorite performance, but I realized that's a cop out. So I bucked up. And yeah, I that's how I favorite. felt too. 
it's hard it's hard especially when you have like this like 30 year career as this character and you've done so much like work it's very hard to pinpoint a favorite but I ended up going with season one, episode two of Batman, the animated series, a most famous episode known as Christmas with the Joker. Uh, We have to cover that soon. Can we cover that for Christmas? I feel like, yeah, we need to cover it like in depth. Definitely. I agree. (laughs) Like definitely we'll cover this in depth and we'll also cover Batman Returns. Spoiler Mm -hmm. for what we're going to be covering soon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because those are like the two like biggest like Christmas like things of of batman Ooh, arkham origins is also christmas side note i have a harley quinn christmas comic i love very much too that we could cover listen we're set for december we got plenty of content anyway moving on your favorite episode Um, anyway my favorite episode and performance from kevin conroy is christmas with the joker from batman the animated series season one episode two but i don't believe it was the second episode that aired um it's It's special to me because not only is it a Kevin Conroy voiced Batman, but the episode is also the first appearance of the Joker that's voiced by Mark Hamill. And also, I believe the first like production appearance of Lorene Lester as Robin. So you have Batman with the debut of his Joker and his Robin. And this is just like the precipice of like or like the establishment of that working relationship that he would have with those two for like years to come. I felt, I feel like if, if you want to show Conroy's performance to to a person who hasn't heard or seen anything that he's done, this is the one you start with. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Um, The episode is great because it, it, it starts off as just like your traditional, like, like Batman episode where it's like Batman and Robin are like hanging out on Christmas Eve. And the Joker decides to escape from Arkham using like a giant Christmas tree. This is, this, this is where you have the really goofy like Mark Hamill. Like oh, he literally like sings like what Jingle Bells, Batman yes. smells. Yes. And then he hop, hops on the Christmas tree inside Arkham and like blasts through the roof. <laughs> I was going to say, literally, no matter what we cover for Christmas, if Jingle Bells, Batman smells is not our opening music, I quit this podcast. <laughs> You know what? We might have to do that as an audio cue of it's like so Hamill good. singing that. <laughs> it really is. And the fact that like Mark Hamill wasn't even like the first choice to voice the Joker in this one. Yeah. That it was like actually Tim Curry, but his performance was considered too scary. <laughs> so, so, so they brought in Luke Skywalker. Oh my God. And the rest is history. See, I brought up Star Wars this time, not you. Yeah, not me. It's not my fault this time. (laughs) I've been holding my tongue. You literally have. And I've been so proud of you this whole episode (laughs) that you've been able to talk about Mark Hamill and not bring up Star Wars once. I was like, like, I was like literally thinking in my head. I was like, all right, when's it going to happen? When's it going to (laughs) happen? But on a reel, I think this episode's great. You see the unhingedness of Mark Hamill's Joker. You get... Uh, the like I'll have your back for anything uh, performance of Lorraine Lester as Robin yeah. yeah and and you have Conroy as Batman being the glue that holds all of it together Um, this really establishes like his yin yang relationship with Mark Hamill in the show and their two voices are forever intertwined in my mind I don't I don't want a Mark Hamill Joker performance unless it's Scott unless the Kevin Conroy them. Batman yeah I really don't. And this episode is like a perfect example of why 
why I can't like uh, why I can't separate that in my mind. Yeah. And that it was also one of the first episodes I saw of Batman, the animated series. It's just it's something that's like personally stuck in my mind. It's a holiday tradition in my household to watch this episode at some point during the holiday season. That's so cute. (laughs) It really is like me, me and my father, like over the years have like sat and like watched this episode and then uh, the holiday one with Harley and Poison Ivy. Oh yeah, of course. But this one in particular is the one that's like, this has to get watched. Mm-hmm. And for good reason too. So, so growing up because of that, Conroy in my mind was always Batman. Even before the Arkham games, it was like, that is like the yeah. voice of Batman. Like if it's animated, like it's gotta be Conroy. And to hear that like he's he's no longer around to like voice this character that he was voicing up until this year it's 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 a devastating blow i mean it is it is he him and Lorraine lester were nice enough to sign my mondo poster for shadow oh of the bad yeah so that's like framed and like on my wall and like a very special piece now to me that's so cool i they seem so lovely i i had a melanin in <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But still, they were nice enough to do that during pandemic. No, um, it, it really does feel like such a major loss for the whole community that like loves Batman and grew up with him. And I don't know, it, I know he would want us to keep consuming Batman animated like projects that aren't voiced by him, but it's going to be sad and hard. And like I've, I've loved other voice actors that have played Batman Mm-hmm. But it never felt like we couldn't have Kevin. You know what I mean? Um, and now to know that like there won't be any more projects. Um, it's just sad, especially when he's still been an active. It's not like he retired 10 years ago. He's still been actively playing that character. So it's just a bummer. He um he even voiced the the character like uh like even on like justice league and superman like he really like made that role like his and i heard he like took that role very seriously like there's that famous story online that somebody shared on twitter that like they recognized him somewhere and they're like hey are you batman and he's like no and then they started (laughs) to walk away and then he came up from behind them and he said i'm vengeance oh my god i love that so much yeah So I'm like, cry. So even in a way, he was like still playing, paying like yeah. respect to like other actors that were like taking the role of Batman. Yeah. So yeah, his loss is a is a pretty devastating one. I don't think the character will ever be the same Mm-mm. without him there, especially in the animated sphere. Yeah, I'm very interested. This is this is strange, but like I'm almost like super curious to know if like he had done some voice work for Rocksteady's Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because that's in the Arkham universe. And if you see like in the trailer, there's a split shot. Somebody's driving the Batmobile. That would be really cool to have like a final project from him. I think it'd be really sad, but good in the end. Yeah, it was... It was something I don't think anyone expected. And from what I understand, he had kept it private, yeah. which totally understandable. But, you know, I I think also what makes his Batman important is that he was also like not the character, but him himself. He was an openly gay man. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like he had just written that story for DC Pride this year. Yeah. Which they made free to read online 
on the DC Infinite app. We're not sponsored, but you should definitely download that app. Yeah. Because it's free to read on there. And he talks about the struggles of like how he almost landed a part in like a buddy cop show, but they found out he was gay and like the producer of that show like called him the F slur and whatnot. And then and then he had gotten like very disillusioned about finding work and he auditioned for Batman, not knowing he he would get it. And the rest is history, as they say. Oh, I'm going to cry. Sorry. <laughs> no, he really had like quite the story of like voicing that character. And I think that's why it was so important to him personally. Yeah. And I think he knew that everybody loved it, like loved his performance as the character. <laughs> Like everything from the Arkham games to animated movies to the TV shows. Yeah. Like throw a stone. Chances are you're going to hit something with the Kevin Conroy Batman in it, who is honestly one in a million. I don't think anybody will come close. No, I don't either. Wow. Sorry. This is such a downer episode. But no, uh, we, d- we just love him a lot. And I'm glad that we have a place where we can um, talk about this. You know, we have an outlet to be able to give respect and honor someone that we really looked up to. So I think that's really great. I'm really grateful that we have this podcast to be able to do that. Definitely. So this episode's going to be a little shorter, but we did just want to do like a quick memorial episode yeah. for him before we move on to our regular scheduled programming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And thank you guys for being understanding with our little break. We had a lot going on and this really caused us to take pause and just uh, we wanted to realign before we continued with our regular podcast. Yeah. If you're listening, I want to hear from you about what your favorite Conroy Batman performance is. Yes. Yes. Please like tweet at us, DM us. Um, DM the pod. We want to know. And maybe we can we can collect a little group of things of writings that you guys have sent us to to read out later to post on our account. So, yeah, would love would love to do that. Would love to read out tributes to him. Yeah. Madison, do you want to tell our group what our next episode is? Yes. Our next episode is going to be City of Owls. We are going to do another deep dive on the comics and we're so excited about that so if you haven't read them and you want to read them before we talk about spoilers you can do that on the dc unlimited app as well um you can pretty much pick up those comics at like every comic book store i haven't been to one recently that doesn't have them uh barnes and noble tons of bookstores have them so you can read ahead of time or if you don't want to read the comics then we will be talking about it next week and we'll tell you all about it exactly exactly you know about time we got back into comics about damn time (laughs) uh madison where can everyone find you i am in another podcast that's gonna be starting soon with our friend steph uh called cinema vixens podcast and that's gonna be about women in films so if you want to listen there, that will be coming up very, very soon. You can find me at JFC Doomblade on all social medias, including like Tumblr now for some reason. Ooh. Yeah, JFC Doomblade on all socials. You can find my work being published pretty regularly at Bloody Disgusting and Fangoria, um, where I mostly write about video games. Been writing a lo- about a lot lately. You can check out my <laughs> Gotham Knights review if you want, um, but... We'll have an episode at some point on it. And uh, Madison, where can everyone find the podcast? The podcast is at Batshit Pod on Twitter and at Batshit Podcast on Instagram. 
And you can find us wherever you find your podcasts. But if you're listening already, I'm sure you know that. And our December slate looking pretty good. Yes, it's locked and loaded. Won't say too much, but we are going back to having guests. Woo! We actually just uh, confirmed with a pretty, pretty, pretty solid guest coming up. (laughs) So excited for you all to hear that. But until then, stay on that anti-hero shit. (laughs) Bye.